J.R.R. Tolkien's birthday. You know what that means. Cheers to Tolkien! Cheers to Tolkien! Thank you for creating the greatest thing ever on this planet, which is Lord of the Rings. Yes. If you if you haven't read Lord of the Rings, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. That's a lot. It's a lot. Two towers. Movies. Two towers is a slog. Um, but the movies. Actually, even as a movie, the Two Towers is rough. Two Towers is the slog of the bunch. Yeah. In both the books and the movie trilogies. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of information and it's a lot of droning on and on and on. I blame Tree Bird. Tree Bird! (laughs) Tree Bird! (laughs) Tree Beard! Tree Beard! I could not say Tree Beard. I was thinking Tree Bird. I was thinking Free Bird. (laughs) No, it's Tree Bird from now on. Sup, Tree Bird? How you living? If I leave... Here tomorrow. <laughs> Man, Freebird song by Treebeard. Oh, God. You'd be would, here for years. You'd be here for fucking years. That's fantastic. Yeah, welcome to Rock Candy. <laughs> where we... Home of Treebirds. Treebirds. <laughs> where, where else do birds belong? I don't know. You fucking know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, your weekly podcast bringing you sweet treats from the world of music. We're your hosts. I'm Maggie. I'm Ashley. And it's it's you, you, you come here every year for it. Oh, yeah. Right. We're a little bit late this year because we didn't take our Christmas but worth break. The wait. Worth the wait. Yeah. A little so. late. Worth the wait. <laughs> it is our best of 2021 episode. Yeah. We're still pew, talking pew. about 2021 because it was a year. I mean, I don't know. Does anybody notice a difference between 2021 and 2022? No, because yeah. this is 2022. The sequel. I like to call it 20 double deuce. No. <laughs> it's yeah. the double deuce. Two middle fingers, two shits. Yeah. We don't care. Shit in the bed. <laughs> Everybody loves a turd in the bed. We are finding out who shit in the bed this year. <laughs> it was I our guess. dogs. Yeah. It was, it was honestly our, just our geriatric honestly, dogs. Honestly, it was all of our fucking old ass dogs who are just falling apart. Who are almost the collective age of 60. In human years. In human years. In dog years, 362, I think I figured Something out. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're old guys. Yeah. They're lumpy. And they're blind, yep. and they just... They don't have teeth. They pee everywhere. And they pee everywhere. <laughs> just a word of advice to anyone who's getting a dog. They're going to pee everywhere when they're puppies, and, and then again when they're yeah. old. Especially if they are a small dog. They're, your house is just full of pee it's all the time. Your, it's fine. It's fine. But anyway. Anyway, so now that we've talked about Tolkien and our dogs, two of our favorite yeah, fucking you know things, what? <laughs> let's talk about our other favorite thing. Beer? We don't even have six degrees of beer this time because we're just talking about our favorite favorite beverages. Absolutely. Why don't you Why don't you come in hot with your favorite drink of the year? I mean, as we all know, maybe I don't know. Um, (laughs) Maybe I I went pretty much one hundred percent gluten free last year. Yeah, you had to. I have to because otherwise, I am a miserable fucking cunt always, (laughs) and my stomach hurts always yeah so i sadly had to pretty much give up all beer yeah i can have a sip you do a little or like sample. a half a beer everywhere every so often once in a while if you re- i love it because once in a while if you really want to try a beer you'll buy it and be like i'm gonna have like three that's sips, what i do and now then you can have the rest of i'm like yes thank yeah. you i will get one that i know <laughs> both of us are gonna really like or really hate 
Mm. Or it's just really cool sounding. And I'll be like, I bought this four pack. I'm going to have three sips and you have the rest. Okay. Yeah. I'll (laughs) I'll drink it. That's pretty much what's been happening. But um, I mean, the one that you have is my favorite of my taste tests of the year. But I have been getting really into mead and cider. Actually, I would say this is definitely one of my favorite of your regulars. Yeah. So I got deep into... The offerings of King's Highway Cider mm. Company. Um, They're one of the very few reliable ones. Yeah. And everything they make is super dry because mm-hmm. I cannot do sweet. No, she can't. Dry as fuck is my wheelhouse. <laughs> and everything they make is zero sugar, totally dry. And honestly, a lot of their <laughs> cider tastes all the same. But it still tastes really good, so I'm not upset about it. Yeah, like they're all kind of little tweaks upon each. Tiny little tweaks. This one that I picked is tiny little tweak. Tiny, so tiny little And it's their uh, cinnamon crisp, which oh, is yeah. apple cider fermented with cinnamon spice. Yep. And it's very subtle, but it's still delicious. They have like a margarita one, right? They do have that a margarita one. That one is a bold one. That one is tart. Because much like your humor, you prefer your cider to be dry. Exactly. And there are some really good local, like I think Nine Pin and Indian Letter Farms both do have good offerings. Yeah. But the dry is rarer for them. They are much more sweet leaning yeah. facilities. I can find a bunch of Indian Ladder uh, ciders that are on the dry side, but when it comes to Nine Pin, not so much. They have like one or two. Yeah. And I've also come to realize that a lot of places that say that they are making dry ciders don't actually know what the fuck a dry cider is yeah because <laughs> it's yeah. sweet as hell so i have to be real fucking con- like discriminatory yeah, i guess that's fair. when it comes to cider however i love me a sweet beer not yeah. like a sugary sweet beer but like chocolatey vanilla or sours, sours. Because sour, like, well, sours are like Sour Patch Kids, if they're done right. Yeah. Like, there's a sweetness to it, but it's definitely overpowered by the sour in the best way. It's super tart, and that's why I like it. Because I'm not a sweet person. I am a tart person. So then, my pick of favorite beer for the year is going to be coming from Evergreen Brewing Co., and it's oh, called shit so good. It's so good. It's called Sorbetto, which is a sour ale with boysenberry, strawberry, mm. raspberry, and chocolate cookies. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't taste a single chocolate cookie. No, but I taste all them other things and I'm here for it. All the berries. It's very and what I love is it's it's a thick sour. That's yes. what I'm starting to look for now. I want a sour kind of like a smoothie sour. Yeah, I want a sour that's like a jam. Which which sounds disgusting. Like smoothie sour sounds fucking gross. No, I think it sounds amazing. But it tastes so good. It's so good. It's fucking delicious. Um, yeah, no, this is really fucking good. If you find it anywhere, um, it looks like they come from Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is good too. I think it's like six percent or something. I will risk all of my like gut pleasantries for that beer. Yeah, it is so good. Yeah, I will be bloated for a week afterwards for that beer. It is, yeah, it's really fucking delicious. I don't think I've had anything else from there. I've never even heard of them before. Yeah, we just randomly found it at our favorite little um, bottle bottle shop shop in Troy. Yeah. Shout out to Elixir 16. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's really fucking good. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep looking for Cyrus like that from now on. And to be honest, like the the artwork on the label is so simple. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it reminds me of Suspiria. It looks like a vagina. But yeah, and it's all and red like it's and purple, and it's got like all these lines know. breaking through it. it re- yeah, I see it reminds Suspiria me of Suspiria. Here. I've never seen Suspiria, but I trust you. <laughs> Surprise, Maggie hasn't seen a movie. Imagine I, that. So yeah, we've you know we had a good year for beer, honestly. Yeah, and I always thought that I would never like cider because it was too sweet. But then I realized there is multiple levels to everything. There's a whole side of dry ciders that just you gotta yeah. find them. You have you to find, find them, them, man. They're not easy. Those are our beer picks for the year. Yeah. Go find you some if you can. And what you can easily find, though, are the songs we're going to tell you about. Oh, yeah. So like we do every year, we pick five each songs that we want to share with y'all. Mm-hmm. Let you know how much we liked them. Um, Mine were actually kind of hard because I had three solid, like, fuck, yes, these were my jams. And Me then the, too. The other two, I'm like... Nah, you know what? Like, I picked my first two are going to be a little bit more on like the lighthearted side. Yep. Because I decided this year I was mostly just about like disco and my dog squeaking his toys. <laughs> squeaking his. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just so cute. It is... I don't know if I'm going to keep this in here. I don't know, but it's adorable. Godzilla, stop it. Is it his taco? It's his hot dog. Oh, it's the hot dog. It's the hot dog. Okay. okay. Yes. Um. Yeah, this year I leaned a lot more towards like disco, ska, just upbeat shit. And maybe yeah. it's just because I was tired and I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to try to stop being sad now. But also I'm the type of person that like if I'm in that kind of mute, mute, that's the Norse pronunciation oh of mood. <laughs> um, if I'm in that kind of mood, I want to commiserate. Yeah. So I listen to music that is the same kind of atmosphere and same kind of mood, and that gets me out of it. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. I I don't know. Sometimes I was like, I'm tired of being hey, sad. Both are valid. Both are valid. So anyway, so I am starting off my first. My my number five of my five songs is a beloved, a beloved band. We've yeah. covered them before, mm-hmm. and it's the darkness with the song Motorheart. They're a good fucking time. Always a good party band to have on hand. They are. Yeah, so the boys from the darkness came back this year to cheer everybody up with some goofy-ass 80s rock-inspired song about boning robots. Yeah. Yeah. And robots boning them? Yeah, a a mutual bonage with the robots. Mm. Yes. 
Uh, the song came out back in August, a few months before they released a full LP of the same name. Okay. <laughs> I think it's funny because coincidentally in 2019 they released an album called Easter is Can- Easter is canceled. Yes, and it turned out it was. It actually was canceled. Fo- like it was like the end of 2019. They put out Easter is canceled. We had tickets to their Easter is canceled, canceled show, yeah. and they canceled it. Yeah, and then Easter <laughs> was canceled in 2020. So literally, turns out they they might have they might be onto something. Yeah, yeah, they might be psychics. And you know, it's the darkness is never set out to be some kind of serious rockers, but that doesn't mean that they don't rock. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, when it comes to critics, they tend to think that because their songs are funny, it discounts their musical legitimacy. And that's not true. They're not a joke band. They're not. That's the thing. Like, I was reading all the reviews like for this album and for this song, and I was like, oh, you know, they're wacky, fun guys, and they do rock, but like, I mean, this is kind of a novelty album, and it's like, no, it's not. But first of all, they're still around. Second of all, they went through some shit, and they wrote about it, yeah. so maybe you should try and take them seriously. Right? Because I remember when they first came out, well, when they first came out in the United States with Permission to Land, mm-hmm. and I remember being like, are they a joke like are they just taking the piss with everyone here yeah and then i dove a little bit deeper i'm like no they're legit i'm gonna take them seriously and yeah they do have a lot of comedy in their antics in their videos and in their songs but i mean there is that doesn't mean that nobody should take them seriously right i think people think you can either be funny or like serious and you can't can't be be both. both and i think This band is 100% both. And I think you can be funny, legit musicians. Absolutely. And uh, I think a lot of people, listeners, at least the critics, like, but also like gargle my balls critics. (laughs) Seriously. You know, they're like, well, I mean, they're funny, but like, they're not real. They're not like the black keys. Oh my God. Yeah. That just gave me an aneurysm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I was okay. reading a review for this album mm-hmm. on a. Fuck, was he like? Was it Pitchfork? Because it's probably Pitchfork. It wasn't Pitchfork. <laughs> it was like I don't know, Ultimate Guitar. Oh yeah, magazine or, or whatever it's called. Mouth louder, blabber mouth, loud all guitars. the mouths. They blabber guitar mouth. <laughs> they were saying, um, you know, it's a good album, but you know, you're probably really not worth like more than one or two listen throughs. Oh my god, fuck you! And then they had like their best of. 2021 and it was like Styx apparently put out a new album. I'm sorry. I am sorry. The Black Keys was their number one. Kings of Ugh. Leon was like number three. Oh and I'm like, my god no. This is this is hell. This oh what's that band hell. that you Greta Van Fleet? Oh fuck <laughs> off. That's his favorite band. Greta I'm sorry. No. I cannot take any any news outlet seriously if Greta Van Fleet is on your best of whatever fucking year it is list screw you gargle my balls (laughs) so okay back to Motorheart yes yes this is a fun song about buying a robot that was made to be a romantic companion and throughout the song Justin Hawkins threatens that if she doesn't do right by him he'll just send her back to whoever made her um, but for what it's worth, I would like to say that he really does create quite the backstory for this yeah. situation. Like, yeah, it's funny, but like, it's not like it's just like throwaway lyrics. Like, he's made this whole world of it's like storytelling. This fucking robot 
is like not supposed to have feelings. I'm supposed to be the only thing that fucking matters. Uh-huh. And if anything goes wrong, I can just reboot her. Yep. I think it's it's very clever and people discount how clever the darkness yeah. can be. I think it's a great song. Definitely go ahead and go find the whole thing. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, speaking of great songs, yeah. we're going to talk about my number, my first pick. Yes. Not my number one, but my Your number first five. Pick. Um, So this is Bedhead by Manchester Orchestra. Did you get caught up in watching the the video for a yeah, hot second? The video is kind of creepy. It's super creepy. It's about ghosts and shit. It's but it's really good. Oh, see, I was like, oh, is it like divorced parents? Yes. Yeah. All of that. Okay. It's it's about all of that. It's, the parents are divorced. I got that. But also, like, the dad died, and like he's a ghost in the house. Oh, and that's creepy. With the little kid. It's oh oh, it touches you. Touches you in a good way. No, in a good way. <laughs> This is fine. This is this consensual. Is fine. This is fine. So, of course, I picked Manchester Orchestra. Because I do like the Man Orc. The Man Orc. <laughs> That's what I'm calling them from now on. Man Orc. Oh, yeah. Because they are one of my favorite bands ever. They're really good. And I finally got to see them in concert this year. Yes. So, that was kind of nice. So this past year, they released their first album since 2017's Black Mile to the Surface, which I believe I talked about in best of years previous. Either 2018 or didn't they do like a haunty, scary song that you used for a Halloween play? You know, I don't know, but you definitely have brought up Manchester. Oh, yeah. You brought up Man Orc before. I have uh, on multiple occasions, even with our episode with Pinta Comics when we did uh, the best soundtracks. Yeah, because they did um, Swiss Army Man. That's the baby. Yeah. So the album that this song is on is called The Million Masks of God. The title comes from a poem by G.K. Chesterton, an English philosopher and essayist from the late 19th, early 20th century. The poem deals with the author's changing relationship with God as he grows older. And while this album doesn't necessarily deal with God, it most definitely examines relationships with death and the ghosts people leave behind when they move on. Oh, it's deep. That is deep. So this song is the culmination of that theme. Main band dude Andy Hull described the song as a conversation between two people, one who is in the afterlife and one who is still living. Mm. The one who has passed on is trying to tell the living person to move on, but of course it's not as simple as that. Right. As we both fucking know. Mm-hmm. So it's about coming to the realization that you can't continue living in the past or with the shadow of someone you've lost. Right. The album as a whole deals a lot with mental health. As Manchester Orchestra albums usually do. Hmm. And you can tell in the bridge of this song, which goes like this. Right by the entrance you broke, 
finally reality is taking its hold you're not who you were but you can't let it go you're not where you're from but you're always alone so I stick a flag in the ground I think I know who I'm living for now I am what I am same above as the ground it's not what I want but I'm figuring it out oh so it's like yeah Something happened that's real fucked up and it really affected me, but I have to dig myself out of this hole. Yeah. Shit, that's good. So, yeah, it describes a living person's breakdown over the grief of losing their loved one, but also the realization that it's time to pick up the pieces and put themselves back together. Right. And also that first, oh my God, in the beginning of that clip, that just hits different. Oh, it it hits. And it's like a dagger straight through your heart. It's like... All of the weight of 2020, 2021, and inevitably 2022 mm-hmm. is in that, oh my God. Oh my God. And as soon as you <laughs> hear somebody else saying it, you're like, I know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. It just encompasses all of my feelings about the last two years. All of my mental stability and my emotional wreckage is in that first, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I, I it totally hurts, but it's therapeutic at the same time. Like you and said, that's, commiserating. And that's, yeah, I I like to commiserate. And I'd, oh, Manchester Orchestra definitely is the commiserating buddy of oh, mine. Yeah. Because I did that with Black Mile to the Surface when I was going through some shit. And now yeah. this comes out and we're going, we're all going through this shit. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think every band, every artist, every person's like music and artist's tree is coming out of 2020, you know, COVID, quarantine, everything. It's like everybody's best stuff is coming out right now because we're all going through the same shit and we can all commiserate Mm -hmm. and like relate and everything. But also just go check out, if you like Manchester Orchestra or you're kind of curious, go check out The Million Masks of God. Okay. Because Angel of Death. Keel timing, uh, bedhead, and telepathy are twice. amazing, amazing songs. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. Yeah. I dig Manchester. I, I did Man Orc. You dig the Man Orc? Dig the Man Orc. Yeah. You know I do. You know I do. <laughs> Here for that. Like, I guess. <laughs> well, we might as well keep it in an indie rock swing. All right. Or I will continue it with the band Fools and their newest song called Wake Me Up. I'm walking through a dream I'm walking through the finest place I've ever seen Hey man, won't you wake me up? Say, hey man, won't you wake me up? I'm walking through the fire The fire on the wall Burning up my desire Hey man, won't you come, come Give me a gun Help me blow the lights right It's a jam. Give me that funky guitar line. It's a funky ass guitar. (laughs) No, I've more recently got into Foles, probably in the last couple years, but they've been around for a while. I have heard about them for a long time, and I'm just like, 
I don't have the time right now. They are very like indie rock band, mm-hmm. but like they're good. And like I once lived a life as like an indie rock lady. <laughs> so I know who you are, I, Maggie. I, I get it. I, I get the indie rock. I still have a soft spot for it. So I get it. Yeah, they come up. No, they come up with some tasty jams. They also have some very good, um, like cereal shit. Um, Spanish yep. Sahara serious. Oh, <laughs> super cereal. Super cereal. Okay, uh, I was like, wait, the murder podcast? No, 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 no. Um, Spanish Sahara is fucking oh, that's a that's a deep ass, gut wrenching song right oh. there. But this is like. This they is just, poppy. Yeah, this, this is like is, good time music. This is good time music. Um, it's a lead single off their upcoming seventh studio album, oh. which is set to be like an upbeat, dancey rave album. Cool. They're like, I'm here for that. We need like, that right now. Yes. That's exactly what they're saying. Yeah. Because COVID has sucked balls. Yeah, sure has. everyone. <laughs> sure has. COVID has been, we've been gargling COVID's balls this whole time. Guess what, guys? We're going to say gargle the balls a lot. This episode, it's our new favorite thing to say. Yeah, 2022, gargle my balls. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) So the band went through a lot, what with quarantine and putting off tours. But to top it off, one of the original members, Edwin Congreve, he left the band to pursue a postgraduate degree in like economics and environmentalism and stuff like that. Noble. Right. But why? Because you know what? COVID's done weird shit to everyone. Because maybe, just maybe. We might be on the precipice, possibly, not going to say we are, but maybe on the precipice of getting our student loans erased. Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. But maybe. I don't know. Just keep delaying them until I'm dead. Yeah. That's fine. You know what? How many more years do we have left anyway? <laughs> right? A few. Right. If we're lucky. Well, so after Edwin left, they decided they're going to continue, but as opposed to a quartet, they were just like, we'll just be the three of us. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't going to replace him. He was their keyboardist. Mm-hmm. I think they just use session musicians, but, mm-hmm. like, they don't have a straight-up keyboardist. Right. Um, but, yeah, they were sick of this feeling of bleak hopelessness, so they decided that they wanted their next album to be the complete antithesis of that. Yeah. They're like, I am so fucking si-. See, and this is where this speaks to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm sick of feeling like shit. Yep. Like, you get to that point where you're like, I'm you're just going to feel better because I fucking can't feel like, like shit anymore. I literally just want to dance. Yeah. They want the music that's going to transport them and anyone who's listening to a funner place with joy energy and forget all the crap that they've been going through. Like, lyrics like walking through a dream and dancing in the mountains are pretty much prime no. examples that scream, any fucking where but here. I'm done. <laughs> I want to fucking be in the mountains. I don't know. I'm sick of it. That should be their lyrics. <laughs> Fuck anywhere but here. I just want to dance in the mountains. I'm just, I, that's what I want. That's what I want now. Give and, me and, trees. And that's how I feel too. I'm like, you know what? I just want to go want to go to a party i don't want to have to like worry about all of us getting fucking covid tests before we get together mm-hmm. and then like people feeling like i shouldn't come because i you know covid's terrifying and i get it it is but like i'm so tired yeah i'm so tired of like feeling like people are judging me if i wear a mask or judging other people when they don't wear a mask or like feeling like there's all this context and bullshit when everybody's just trying to live their goddamn lives yeah i'm tired I am tired also. I'm so tired. I so feel this that. It's just this nice breath of fresh air where I'm like, 
I want to go dance. I'm going to go dance. Nobody I'm going go to go dance and um, tell you how it is. I'll let you know. Mm. Have a good time. Yeah. Be a dance, motherfuckers. Yeah. All right. So my next pick. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of, of dancing. <laughs> is Don't Show Me Down by ABBA. <laughs> All right. I have learned to hope and love and hope is why I am goddamn jam it is a jam like i don't give a fuck what you think about abba <laughs> i don't give a fuck this is a goddamn great song i will cut you i will fucking shank you if you tell me anything different it's a great song so good yes, it's great this is from abba's recently released album called voyage only their ninth studio album it's actually kind of surprising but the first in 40 years ABBA's last single was released 39 years ago in 1981, before you and I were even born. Wait a minute. Oh my God, that's 40 years. Yeah. Holy shit. That song, The Visitors, from the album of the same name, was regarded as ABBA's most mature effort that explored more mature themes and was a concerted shift away from the disco tunes that made them famous. Mm, A more mature album. Yes. But with this song, ABBA read the fucking room. And they said, yes, bitch, 2021 is ready for a disco resurgence. It is, though. And this song brings it. Mm. But also, let's dig deeper into this song a little bit. Yeah, are they are they androids now? Because it sounds like they're androids. Almost. Oh. But not really. Okay. No. It's been the better part of four decades that ABBA have written and toured together. If you don't know, the band members Frida Lingstad and Benny Anderson were in a relationship during the majority of ABBA's success. Oh. They divorced in 1981, the same year their last album was released. Okay. Explain some things. Fast forward 40 years and Don't Shut Me Down is released. Okay. The song is about a long-lost lover that shows up to her former paramour's apartment, showing how much she's grown and is ready to try one more time. Oh. Sound interesting? Sounds intriguing. Kind of a metaphor for ABBA, no? Yes. Yes. (laughs) They've had time to mature. They understand how childish and irrational they were when they were younger, and they're ready to give it another go. So this is classic ABBA, but somehow still works for 2021. Despite the entire millennial generation age gap, it's relevant. It's well-produced. It's got that sick-ass keyboard melody. Like, that's what, like, fucking pulls you in. That's what it is. If that chorus doesn't. Yeah, no. mm. Mm. And it fits right in with pop artists that are mining the OG disco genre for fresh ideas. I'm looking at you, Dua Lipa. 
but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. Dua Lipa can kick ass. Yeah, there's actually a lot of current um, artists and actually even like older ones that are coming back with disco. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for it. And I'm looking at us and I'm like, yo, we're 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 fucking right on time. It's like right, right on, on time. time. But are you telling me that? Disco's coming back and like disco wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be. And it's actually a really great genre that has a whole fuck ton of influence and gave us a whole lot of really amazing artists, especially artists of color. Um, You mean like we've been saying the whole time? Like we've been saying this, this whole, whole time. time. Oh, my Weird. God. <laughs> Imagine that. Mm. Imagine I'm not sipping my 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 hard kombucha like Kermit the Frog right now or anything. Although that was not the, at all. That was the most hipster thing you've ever said. It I'm is. not sipping my hard kombucha. <laughs> I am sipping my hard kombucha. That is the most like hipster of, thing. Hipster piece yeah. of shit thing I've ever said. Yes, well, thank we're you. all kind of hipster. It's fine. Can't deny it. <sighs> well, I'm changing gears, not in the happy upbeat pep, but maybe in the storyline a little bit all right we're still this is where we get to the mountain range yeah this is <laughs> like we've been in the valley below like just like oh yeah this is nice and now we're like let's start hiking this mountain though so my third pick is gonna be we are the union morbid obsessions I had to Aww. give a little bit of that trombone solo in there because it's sick. I'm invested in the storyline now. I, need I to know. See I'll, I'll save it so we can watch the okay, rest of cool. it. We should watch the whole thing, actually. It's really fucking good. I um, always shout out to Heather from Make It Stop for introducing me to We Are the Union because she was talking about them on their podcast oh. once. And I was like, who's We Are the Union? Because like, Heather went on a beautiful rant about how good Third Wave Scott is. And I'm like, mm. oh. I should look at it because I was like, I miss Ska. And I was like, I want to get back in. <laughs> so that was that was perfect. That that got me right back into it. So We Are The Union is a wonderful fucking band. Yeah. A band that I could even say you could like. I know that they're, they're very Ska in this song, but they've got some but, less horny songs. <laughs> <laughs> but also they do remind me of Save Ferris. And I did like Save Ferris right. back in the day. I think they have a lovely twingy mixture of taking back sunday and save ferris okay because like their upbeat shit like or their songs remind me of like taking back sunday's upbeat shit okay like where it's like like stood a chance yeah like it that's the only song you know shut up but it's really good (laughs) but it is a really good song and it It does have elements of ska to it so yeah really not you know honestly like good emo good pop punk does take from ska 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. They all came up around the same time. Yeah. So, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s were really great, um, like, you know, cultivating bath of Scott and post-punk and you know pop-punk and all that shit and then so, even the dashboard confessional comes in and you're like you guys sad like me uh, and i'm like no no i'm, I'm not, not. <laughs> also i don't want that kind of sad because that's just sad it's not even fun sad <laughs> women just... owe me sex <laughs> anyway yes that's what emo's always sounded like to me but yeah, so we are the union. They formed in 2005. Um, they were really unhappy with the state of Scott and they wanted to bring it back to the original message of unity and equality. Because um, if you listen to our specials episode, you'd know like Scott, especially that's the two tone era, about. that's it's about black and white checkers for a reason. Yeah. They want like, they talk about like the lower economic struggles. They talk about like how shitty racism is. Yeah. And like, what I love about We Are the Union and a lot of third wave ska right now is that they're talking, they're bringing that shit back to the forefront and they're bringing along like LGBTQ right. rights, feminism, all this awesome shit. And these guys are like the epitome of that. They really are. Um, also, though, if I was going to suggest to you anything, Ashley, and people who are like Ashley, listen to their 2018 <laughs> album, Self Care. Mm-hmm. I think you would really, really fucking like that one. And it's like just so much just about like how sh- this is even before COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, everything's fucking shitty. Yeah. Donald Trump sucks. <laughs> Twitter sucks. This is trash. Yeah. So I think you could vibe with that yeah. for sure. And and even if I don't like that's the thing about Scott, even if I don't like the music at all. I do appreciate the message right. and I do appreciate the hard work that they put into it because it's not just music to make them feel better. It's music with a message. Yeah. And like every band does that in Scott. Every band has a message and they want you to hear it. That's yeah. all they fucking want. They're like, hey guys, take a serious. Again, I swear to God, I feel like I'm just talking about a bunch of bands that no one takes seriously. <laughs> is but that really what should. we all fucking do? Yeah. Oh my God. Is this what we've been doing for the past four mm, years? Basically. My God. Except for like when we talk about the Beatles. Yeah, and then everybody just yells at us because, like, we don't like John Lennon. (laughs) I don't dislike John Lennon. We're not getting into this right now. So Morbid Obsessions is off their latest album, Ordinary Life. And here the lead singer, Reed Walcott, comes out as a trans woman. And in this album, she examines and shares her journey with everyone. And this is the first single off the album. And that, along with the music video, was Reed's way of letting everyone know who she was. Yeah, because, like... In the video, she's a zombie, right? Who is I didn't unlike the beginning? She get she's read as presenting as male, gets hit by a car, dies, comes back female. Oh, so many layers, so many layers. And but they yeah, do such like a good she, job of it, and like the bar she keeps trying to go to is one that does not allow zombies, so she's constantly kicked out. So yeah. like that's kind of you know the the metaphor for being a trans woman. Yes, exactly. Um, and the bar is society, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, in the lyrics, I really enjoy because it's not totally overt. It's really submissive, actually. Because, um, like, you have to listen to it a couple times to catch it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's the one lyric, the one verse where she says, she wanted a dress like all the other girls, a head full of curls, 
they said, son, you can't always get what you want in this world. Like, it's like, she wanted these things. Son, you can't always get this stuff. And it's like, like oh, because yeah. this is what we're doing wrong. Reed has, Reed has for her whole life identified like female. Everyone said, no, you're a boy. And yep. she's like, but. And they're I like, don't no think son. I am. No son. And she's no like, son. But no. <laughs> and it's it's hard. And you know, and even still, like, I don't even want to say that that's been her whole journey because transgenderism is a journey. It's not just like a straightforward one day you wake up, oh, the other gender. Yeah. Like a lot of people like to say that's what it is. It's like, no, you're just figuring out people who that you have really no are. fucking clue what transgenderism is yeah. like to say that. It's like, no, this is probably something that they have been dealing with since they were very young right and i get it like we're cisgendered females like yep. i don't fully understand and maybe i'm getting I some things wrong will. um but, but that i, I is am empathetic not, yeah that is not our journey no but we can be empathetic and we can be allies in other people's journeys yeah and also say like who cares just let them be who they are exactly it is literally not impacting you <laughs> at way. all at all and it's interesting because Reed was kind of concerned that this would sound like another Transphoria blues. Like against me. Like against me and Laura mm-hmm. Jane Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't want that. She's like, I don't want this to come across like, you know, biting off that. Um, she wanted to tell her story, though, not only as a way to kind of just sort about her experience and, you know, it's material. Yeah. It's it's your life. That's what you sing about. Mm-hmm. But also it's to normalize it for others. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's going through something similar can hear her story and say, Oh, shit. Because we are still at that point yeah. where we need to tell people it's okay. And be like, either this is totally 100% my story or I can take bits and pieces of this story and relate to it. Exactly. Because not everybody's story is the same. No. And that's fucking great. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Like, everybody's story is different. Yeah. And that's and totally cool. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, not everybody's experience is fucking great, but I really hope... That the end result of everybody's story is great. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we want, you want to celebrate people for who they are and you want to support people in the ways that they need support. And I mean, listen to songs, listen to artists like We Are The Union, listen to their songs because there are people out there. The world is huge and you will find people who can connect to you. Yeah. I agree. It's not easy, but you'll get there. Yeah. It sucks, but you'll get there. Because we all get there. Um, Speaking yeah. of getting there. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm curious sure. where we're going with this. I don't know. Um, This is my next pick. This is Great Massive Color by Deaf Heaven. Are we watching Windows Media Player? I know. That's what the video <laughs> looks like. But like super upgraded. Very. We've really uh, we've really gone places with, with this Windows 11 or whatever. Yeah. So I'm maybe a lot of people haven't like heard of Deaf Heaven I've before. I've never heard of Deaf Heaven. So Deaf Heaven is a very interesting 
case. Okay. So, so this is off of their truly amazing album, Infinite Granite, released in August this past year. It's a huge departure from their earlier releases, which were described as black metal meets shoegaze meets what? the ridiculous genre description of post rock. The fuck does post rock mean? That is so like beyond generic. I can't even. How do you I can't post rock. I don't. How? What is post rock? That means nothing. I mean, like, isn't everything post rock? Honestly, like anything past 1955 can be post rock. That's so stupid. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't get it. But that's what like a bazillion fucking articles and Wikipedia and everything used to describe them. And I'm just like, that's fucking stupid. But whatever. I don't know her. Either way, their listeners ended up settling on black gays to describe them, which totally fits. Yeah. Yeah. They are absolutely black metal and shoegaze together. And this album leans heavy on the shoegaze side. I can see that. With minimal screamed vocals. Thank goodness. Here for that. (laughs) More melodic guitar work and endless drum fills, making almost every song soaring and powerful. Interesting. So at the end of this song in particular, it's a good example because the end becomes like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a a subtle sonic boom of... Mm -hmm very atmospheric sound yeah i mean i think even the chorus strikes me as it's very similar to the chorus but it's like i don't know if if you were watching them in concert it would be a very big swell of of atmospheric music okay okay you know what i mean i know what you mean and it's like i know where you're going with this. it's kind of metal kind of shoegaze but kind of emo in a way All right, I'm intrigued. So Deaf Heaven started in earnest in San Francisco in 2010. So they're a pretty recent uh, band. Yeah. But guitarist Carrie McCoy and vocalist George Clark met well before that when they were in ninth grade. And Carrie complimented George's Slayer shirt and they were (laughs) friends and bandmates ever since. I know that vibe where you're like, hey, I see that shirt. Nobody else gets that. I get it. I like the patch on your backpick. Hey. I like Sailor Moon too, you know. <laughs> I mean it. I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> they were true struggling musicians to start out, not even able to afford the $500 needed to pay for their first demos. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. But since then, they've gained a slow but steady following, making waves in the metal community with every release. Nice. And this album, Infinite Granite, is probably going to ruffle some feathers because it's not as hard or metal as people would expect. <sighs> but it shows growth and courage, and a lot of established metal bands wouldn't dare to try that. No, not at all. Yes, yeah. I think like one of the things that unfortunately holds back a lot of metal bands is that they're like, well, we can't stray away from the formula. Yeah. It's like, but what if you did? Well, the funny thing is, is that I've known about Deaf Heaven for a long time and I even saw them open for Baroness in 2018, I think. Ooh, that's a show. And it, it was a great show. Yeah. And I didn't really even like Deaf Heaven at that point because everything that they had put out leaned more towards black metal. Yeah. And like, I'm going to be honest... <sighs> Come for me if you want, but like anybody who says that like they love black metal, I'm like, really, do you? 
bro, do you even can you even read this? Like, can you even read this logo? There are some <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, that's legit. Like Dark Throne, fucking love them. But like, Burzum can gargle my balls. Burzum's not great for a lot of reasons. A fuck ton of reasons. But like Emperor, I really like Emperor. Okay, but I, there's some black metal that I'm just like, this is just like you saying that you love this is just you trying to ruffle your feathers in front of other bros. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty that's that's pretty much what it is when when dudes say that they like black metal. I mean you're preaching the choir because you know black metal is not for me. Right. And when I first listened to Deaf Heaven, I'm like, I don't think I really like this. Mm -hmm. But then they went on a journey. And you're like, I'm here for this journey. I'm like, I'm here for this fucking journey. (laughs) Like a lot of critics criticize this album because it lacks like differentiation okay between tracks but i see it as a like a theme that runs through all of the tracks right so i mean if you don't like it because it's too soft whatever suck my dick bro um i fucking like it (laughs) (laughs) i don't give a fuck (laughs) i mean how how big can your feathers get if a woman is gonna look at you like Suck my dick. I like this music. <laughs> like, I don't know how to respond to that. Seriously, it's really good. The whole fucking album is amazing. Mm-hmm. I honestly do like their previous album a little bit better. Okay. Because, yeah, I get it. It's a little bit too soft. Okay. But this song in particular is really good. Um, Lament for Wasps is a really fucking good song. And Na- The Gnashing is really good. Okay. So listen to a few of those. Fucking get into it. Jeff Heaven is fucking awesome. All right. I'll try it. Yeah. Doing it. <laughs> you fucking do it. Tell me your next one. <laughs> uh, this is not like any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. We need to spice shit up a little We're spicing bit. Spicing it up. Um, my next my next song is The Tune Yards. Uh, Hold Yourself. video weirds me the fuck out (laughs) is as it should wow because if (laughs) if you know anything about the tune yards you know that they are insanely eclectic and all over the place not just with their sounds but with their visuals Mm -hmm. they are a wacky pair but i love clearly the tune yards i think it's just tune yards but i like to say the tune yards because i'm a grandma we got to put the in front of everything. I do, apparently. It's just Toon Yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know Toon Yards? I've heard of them. Yeah. I have never heard their music. You might know Water Fountain. Me? 
I'll play it. You might. That's like I feel like the song most people would know them for. They also did the soundtrack to um, "Sorry to Bother You." Did you see "Sorry to Bother You"? I don't think so. <sighs> All right, what's well, wacky? That's just wacky too. I I'm sorry. I'm not into the wackitude this year. That's I okay. Guess. I'll make it. I'll make it get wacky. It's fine. For anyone not in the know, Tune Yards is a duo: Meryl Garbus and Nate Brenner. They are not only partners in music, they are also partners in life. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I like that. I like when that happens. Mm. That's cute. Like Mates of State. Yeah, or Matt and Kim. Wait, they're together? Yeah. I thought they were both gay. I don't think so. I thought they were together. Oh. Hmm. Are... No, I'm pretty sure they're together. Really? I think so. We need to investigate this after yeah, I'm, the show. I'm like 90% sure. Okay. All right. I believe you question mark i believe myself question mark <laughs> so they have been putting out their own indie music for over a decade and like i said also provided the score for the 2019 film sorry to bother you mm-hmm. i think you'd like it though it's weird and wacky it but it sounds it's, familiar i do not remember it's quite good i would actually highly suggest mm-hmm. it soundtrack also is a banger mm-hmm. but i love tune yards so here we are Hold Yourself is a bit softer than their usual in-your-face bops. Like, a lot of their shit fucking slaps. Like, look at your hands, water fountain. Like, they have some good... They have a song <laughs> Look at your hands, your water hands. fountain. It's so you good. You that song. Tune Yards is basically the soundtrack to my brain. Okay. It's beautiful. That's actually... Yeah. Look you at know your what? hands, water fountain. This is my brain. This has a soulful and insightful meaning behind it. Not that they don't all do. They really do. But this one, like, is slower. It's more of a ballad for them. Mm -hmm. It explores Meryl's feelings of being betrayed by her parents' generation, but how at the same time she's betraying future generations. It's a sentiment that's really strong in the air right now, right? Because it's like... We feel the older generation has left us to rot. And while mm. we're trying to fix everything, it's like we're too overwhelmed to think about anybody who's coming after us because we're trying Cause, to fix our shit. Because they done fucked up so much. Right. But then to an aspect, are we doing the same thing to the youths? Right. Right. Where it's just like, well, now we have to fix this shit. Are we fucking everybody this. up because we are so preoccupied with fixing everything that everybody else fucked up? Yeah. Um, and I think it's telling, too, because it's like, um, when I first heard the lyrics, child, I won't have you, I won't have you, and I'm telling you why, I thought it was maybe about, like, not wanting to be a parent or not having abortion or something. And maybe it is, to an extent, somewhat like that as well. But I think it's also just about, like, I can't focus on the younger generation because I'm so stuck in my shit right now yeah. that I can't imagine trying to raise someone in this yeah i can't imagine even being a mentor to a child and i think a lot of people like at least a lot of us and like our friend groups not all of them of course but like a lot of people are just like i'm not fucking kids right now i i'm i'm still a kid yeah like also i can't afford kids but also it's like i i can't consciously raise somebody in this society right but the song could just stop there, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. She goes on to make an optimistic turn. We all have doubts. We all have rage. We're all scared to go on, to find courage to turn the page. But we do. We'll hold ourselves and find the strength to keep mo- moving forward. Hold yourself is about like us learning to find the strength in ourselves and saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm alone. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I am. I'm going to hold myself. I'm going to find the strength in myself and keep going on. And we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. 
as opposed to just saying like, it's all hopeless. It's like, there's something out there. I'll fucking know what it is, but we're just going to keep working and finding it. Yeah. At some point we're going to find it. Yeah. I Even hope. if we don't, <laughs> we're still going to work towards it. Right. And I, I really like that. Like the whole song, when I first heard it even, I was like, fuck. Yeah. It was one of those songs that when I heard it on the radio, I was like, oh, oh, this is hitting me. This speaks to parts of me I didn't know existed. You know, it starts with parents or children, you know, even when they try and Mm -hmm. like, child, I won't have you. And it's just like, it's this whole cyclical thing of, you know, parents trying to figure their shit out. And then like, I don't want to have kids because my parents fucked me up. And like, the older generation isn't doing right by the younger generations, but then the younger generations are fucking over. Like, we're all stuck in our own shit. But at the end of the day... As long as you can hold yourself, you can find yourself, you can figure your own stuff out, mm-hmm. you can keep going. And honestly, there is something to be said about, like, you got to put the ox- oxygen mask on yourself first. Yeah. And I think there's an aspect of that to this song where it's like, yeah, we're all fucking scared, but we find a way to keep going. Yeah. And I really like that about this song. And I think right now this is a good message. It's exhausting. We're tired. (laughs) We're all so tired. So tired. (laughs) All right. You want to wake up? You want to wake up? Put you on your little makeup. (laughs) So much have a head you've been in makeup. Wake up. Or we can just listen to my next pick. Yeah, let's do that. Which is Locust Lace by Sleigh Bells. I forgot, A, that this song came out this year, <laughs> and B, that it was such a fucking bop. It's a goddamn jam. Oh, a jam. This is a great fucking song. I love Sleigh Bells. I do, too. Sleigh Bells, amazing workout music. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, for, you know, anyone who identifies more feminine. There's, like, this is real empowerment shit to it. Like, oh, I'm yeah. a bad bitch. Because it's very sweet vocals backed by, like, hard-ass guitar riffs. Yeah. So, it's it's badass and bitch kind of music. And this is a female-male duo, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it but is. But they're not boning, are they? As far as I know, no. Well, now we need to figure out all the male-female <laughs> duos that are boning. Not even male-female. All the duos that are boning. Honestly. Write in and tell us all your favorite boning duos. Yeah. <laughs> boning duos. Boning duos. Yeah. So if you haven't heard of Sleigh Bells yet, then you need to get on this. What's wrong with you? Their that's first, God's mistake. That's that's Jesus Christ mess up. Their first album treats is like a collection of apocalyptic cheerleader chants. Yes. And that's essentially what they've been running their musical campaign on ever since. So. And truth be told, the album that Locust Laced is on isn't my favorite. Oh, shit. Okay. I haven't listened to the album yet. It's not my favorite. 
And frankly, I haven't been on the Sleigh Bells train since their second album, Reign of Terror. Which is a phenomenal album. Which is amazing. But Locust Laced is a return to form. Mm. Electronic hooks and blast beats with manic time changes and cheerleader-esque vocals are all present and accounted for. (laughs) But in an updated way that is a logical progression from Treats to 2001. Wow. Yeah. All right. And that juxtaposition between electronic blast beats and grinding guitars with sweet vocals are this band's signature. Mm -hmm. That's comprised of only two people, instrument guy Derek Miller and vocalist Alexis Krauss. Derek Miller was once part of the post-hardcore band Poison the Well, which a lot of people know about because they're they're one of like the bands of the post-hardcore Movement. I love how hard it is for you to say post hardcore. Post hardcore. It's so difficult. <laughs> Poop hardcore. Parkour. Mm. Parkour. It's just parkour. <laughs> and he was working at a Brooklyn restaurant when he met Alexis, Mm-mm. whose background was in musical theater and a brief stint in a teen pop group called Ruby Blue. <laughs> Okay. I wait, Ruby Blue? Yeah. Hold on. But this makes total fucking sense. Like, she comes from a pop and musical theater background. He comes from post-hardcore. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what this is. That's what the baby would look like, and I love this baby. Yeah. That baby is sleigh bells. It's delicious. Mm. Together, their musical sensibilities create something that we don't hear very often, but is 100% fun to dance with mosh or sing along to Mm -hmm. sometimes all at once yeah and that's what sleigh bells is yeah fucking love these guys oh my god no i remember i had infinity guitars on a uh a playlist for roller derby yo yeah this is some peak fucking roller derby i have a b machines on like all of my playlists oh yeah Got my A machines on the table. Got my B machines in the drawer. Oh yeah. my God, it's so good. Like the chanting is, it gets stuck in your head. And it's it does have that sweetness of like the cheerleaders and that innocence of like high school days mixed with like fucking grinding ass guitars. Yeah. And these, these hard ass drum beats. You know what it is? Those two sounds like the cheerleader musical theater bullshit mixed mm-hmm. with like the hardcore guitar, you know, slam and drum beat bullshit but also- mixed together is so like freeing. It yeah. is a very like, it is such an all encompassing. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. It's the best of both worlds. Because it gives me. The ABBA melodies that I crave, Mm -hmm. the ABBA vocals that I crave, Mm -hmm. but like the deaf heaven, black metal bullshit (laughs) instrumentals that I really want to speak to my soul. Yep. And I'm just always here for electronica, so. And also, it's always a danceable beat. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they do a great job of really reaching out to probably as broad of an audience as you can get. Which upsets me because... People do not know about them as much as I want them to know about them. <laughs> Tell your friends about Sleigh Bells. Tell your fucking friends about Sleigh Bells because they're fantastic. Like, even if you don't get past Treats, which I totally fucking understand if you don't, Treats is an amazing album. Mm. It is a perfect album. It is everything you want in an album. Mm. Get All right. it. All right. Get it, bitch. Get it. Speaking of things that I want everyone to know about. Speaking of things get... Things gone. Things that have been gotten. 
Things are gonna be getting got. Things you get gotten. <laughs> sure. Sure. I don't know. Um, and I mean, I don't. I mean, she's already getting. She's getting her she accolades. Got got? She's getting got. No, she didn't get got. She'll. She will. Hopefully. We need to get her. Yes. Okay. Because this girl, mm-hmm. I just want to say, four years ago, I brought you all Lizzo. Mm-hmm. I want you all to be ready <laughs> for Yola. I'm here for her. And this is her song, Stand For Myself. All right. It was easy. First of all, <laughs> yes, the makeup. Girl's fucking gorgeous. Beautiful. Second of all, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham fucking Lincoln. She gets my vote. Um, but her voice is amazing. A fucking amazing. Yeah. 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 The range. The capital R. <laughs> A range. A range. Also, she was on um Why Won't You Date Me? A couple months ago, you should listen to that. Oh, oh, I stopped listening to that so long ago, and I feel like I missed out on She's, a lot. You know what it is? It's one of those ones, like, because I fucking love Nicole Byers, but it yeah. always just depends on the guest. This was a good guest. Yeah. Find her episode with Yola. It's so good. I will have also, to listen to Yola's that. Yola's British. Look, she's real I British, like, too. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. like this calm British. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> she's like almost my bad accent British. <laughs> but she's really British, unlike me, who's an asshole. <laughs> You're yeah, trying. I'm trying. You're God smacking um, it. It's fine. Uh, so I discovered Yola maybe like two years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. this is good." And it wasn't even like this. Mm-hmm. But I was like, "Yeah, she's good. She's all right. All right. Yeah." But this is her sophomore. This is a single oh. off of her sophomore release. Okay. Um, of the same name. It was co-written with Dan Ockerback, guitarist and vocalist of the Black Keys. Yeah. Yeah, I know that name. But I mean, you but know that's what? that's fine. I, if you make this, I'm okay with it. I actually don't mind the black keys. I They're don't fine. mind the black keys. I don't keys. like how everyone jizzes their pants over the black yeah, keys. Yeah, I do appreciate the bullshit that the drummer flew at Nickelback several oh years ago. God, that was yes. pretty fucking that hilarious. That was pretty funny. Um, and, I, and they're I not actually, bad. Yeah, they got some fucking jams. Yeah. For sure. Golden yeah. Boy is a great you know, it is, single. It's like Billie Eilish. Like, I I really do fucking like her. I just like, we do not need to jizz our pants and have them at number one of every list because we feel like we have to have them yeah. at number one of every list. Yeah. Like, they're great. They're great. But, like, slow your fucking roll. Like, like, take a cold bath. It's mm-hmm. fine. Anyway. So, um, yes, yeah, so it was co-written with Dan Ock. Uh, our back. back. Auerbach, yeah. thank Auerbach. you. <laughs> Dan Auerbach and country singer-songwriter Natalie Hemby. Now, Yola is a newer artist. She actually won Best New Artist Grammy two years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she is getting, she is getting her due. Slowly uh-huh. but surely. 
Uh, but I just want as far to as the Grammys are just, concerned, anyway. Which who cares? Um, it's difficult to really pin down what exactly her sound is because she's quite the genre bending type. Mm-hmm. Her debut album, Walk Through Fire, which is fire, mm-hmm. has strong Nashville country vibes. Like really? in the fucking best way ever, by the way. But also, you'd love it. I love that a British black woman mm-hmm. is coming in here and being like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a country album. Oh, just wait, just wait. So, like, this one, this newer album dips a lot more into like soul and funk because she mm-hmm. was like, while I enjoyed doing the country, like, this I really me. wanted to step a little bit more into soul and funk, which I do think like is stepping back more into her roots. Mm-hmm. Um, for once, a lot of people are seeing this talent that she has to offer. Not only is she big in the Nashville scene, performing with types like the Highway Women alongside the likes of Brandy Kyle- Carlisle and Cheryl Crow. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But she was also featured in Ringo Starr's Here to the Nights off of his Zoom In EP that came out this year. Oh, Ringo. Ringo. Don't give a you fuck. Silly Still the best little Beatle. scamp. Still the best Beatle. Fight me. <laughs> Also, Boz Lerman casted her as Sister Rosetta Tharp in his Elvis biopic no set to come out this year. Shit. Biopic? Biopic. We have this conversation every, every time. time. It's biopic. Okay, but yeah, there's an Elvis biopic coming out this year by Boz Lerman, and she's gonna play Sister Rosetta Tharp. Good. I know. Great. Somebody needs imagine? to because somebody needs to tell that woman's fucking story. But is it not focused on her? No, it's Elvis. No. Baz Lerman. Baz Lerman. You know better. He St- doesn't. He doesn't. He does not he know better. He Leonardo DiCaprio. And, actually, you know what? He does know better. He casts Leonardo DiCaprio and the Gary Gatsby. Which, what is better casting than that? <sighs> but, <sighs> but also the Great Gatsby blows balls. <laughs> like, not in I, a good I way. I like the book. I no. know you don't. Nope. Um, Fight me. I never saw the movie. Don't intend to. But also, Baz Luhrmann casts a whole lot of white people. White people. Whole white people with an H apostrophe. <laughs> so Stand For Myself is a song of empowerment and beyond. She's explaining to the listener that she understands you've been through some hardships and you're putting in all that hard work. She's encouraging you to keep going, to stand for yourself so you can truly feel alive. Mm -hmm. Yola herself is an amazing artist with a fascinating story. She's been in the music biz for a long time. She was a vocalist for Massive Attack back in the aughts. No fucking way. Fucking yeah. And she had a few bands here and there before she just finally ended up in Nashville several years ago. Okay. She was like, I'm just going to try my shit in Nashville. She's been all over the fucking place. It's a weird place, but sure. But that's why I fucking, and this song's great too, because it's like, clearly this woman is like, yo, I've been kicked. Mm -hmm. I've been kicked down. Mm -hmm. And like, I get it. Sometimes you just want to sit there and say, I'm fucking tired and I'm fucking done and I don't want to go anymore. But then. Much like Mary J. Blige. I'm going down. She's going down. But she's like, no, I got to stand for myself because nobody else is gonna. Yeah. And like, that's what she's saying to the listeners. Like, I get it. I used to be nothing just like you. And I used to feel nothing Mm -hmm. just like you. Yeah. But I'm alive now because I fucking stood up and I fucking did it. Yep. And that's like, I'm like, damn, fucking Yola, be my best friend. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love her. Oh, (laughs) 
Sorry, I just, I'm really all about this woman. I would have fucking paid so much money to be on the same podcast as Yola and Nicole Nicole Byers. Byers. It's such a fucking good episode. I'm telling you, you'll love it. I can't. But also listen to both Walk Through Fire, Stand For Myself. Like, they're very different albums, but they're so... Like, we don't deserve her. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Like I said with Lizzo, we don't deserve her. Yeah. We don't. Like, there are so many... And, like, I guess it just kills me. And, like, this is why I get pissed off at... Not the Black Keys or Billie Eilish, but I get pissed off at the people who are like, that's all they do is jizz on the same bands over and yeah. over again. I'm like, do you see this amazing fucking talent? Like, and this is all that I see. Like, I'm sure there's so much beyond that. Meanwhile, artists like Yola are clawing up, you know, the ladder yeah. by their fucking fingernails and just trying to get a break or recognition or something. Yeah. And Meanwhile, like, their songs are so much more empowering. Yes. I feel. Yeah. Speaking of a different environment, let's switch. All right. So let's get on to my last pick. What's your number one? My number one is Tear Drinker by Mastodon. It's one word. One word. Yeah. Mastodon's gotten really fucking good. This album, man. Fucking amazing. His vocals have improved. Like, not that they were ever bad, Every, but, like, there's something about, like... Everybody's vocals in this band, everybody that sings... Yeah. Um, I just always think of the one guy. I don't know anybody's well, names. Brand Daller is the uh, drummer who does, the, like, clean vocals. The, okay, it's not the, him. The real raspy uh, vocalist you hear... Mm-hmm. Um, in the second part of this, that's Troy Sanders. He's the bassist. Okay, and then super raspy vocals are I'm thinking of super raspy. Uh, Brent Hines. Yeah, but like, yeah, you're right. All of the vocals significantly have, better than they have so ever clean. been. Yeah, they're really, really good. And I don't know if that's just like because they do this day after day, night after night. They got it. When they tour or if they took lessons, I really don't know. I mean, but when the quarantine probably did wonders for honest, their voice. I don't know. Honestly, who knows? But um, they've really upped their game a lot yeah. in the last few years. This, so, is, this is definitely... Like, I like Mastodon. I've always liked but Mastodon. But this is top-notch Mastodon. I, maybe, it, maybe, and maybe that means OG Mastodon fans don't like it as much. <laughs> but, like, I am, like... I honestly oh, don't know shit. anyone who is a Mastodon fan who listened to this and said, I don't like it. Okay, cool. Everyone I know who has listened to this has been like, this is really fucking great. All right, all right. So I 
I don't even know where to start <laughs> with this song. <laughs> it's great. Or this album. Hushed and Grim is Mastodon's first album since 2017's Emperor of Sand, and mm-hmm. the events in between gave them so much to write about. Okay. A lot of the songs deal with the death of the band's longtime manager, Nick John, who mm-hmm. passed away of pancreatic cancer in 2018. Oh, no. And his death hit the band really hard. Mm -hmm. They didn't just lose a manager, but also a close friend and someone that practically started their career. Mm. He was the guy who, like, saw them in a club and was like, I'm going to make you famous. And he did it. Like, he made them one of the most recognizable metal bands in the world. And he wasn't a scumbag manager? He wasn't a scumbag manager. Like, he was actually, like, a good dude. That's why he's dead. That's exactly why he's dead. (laughs) Because only good people die. Exactly. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. On top of that, drummer and songwriter Brand Daler? I'm sure Daler. (laughs) Went through a pretty painful divorce. Ugh. Put all those together and you get a double album of songs that are emotional, heartbreaking, and some of the best that the band has ever written. Yeah. This was pretty much the first time the band worked on an album together as a group project. Oh, no shit. Usually bassist Troy Sanders, who is my zaddy of choice in this band. Is he the one with the real long hair and the real long beard? He's got the... Yeah. 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 Oh, and he's the bassist? Yeah. You know he got them magic fingers, though. Band of Zaddies, I'm telling you. Band of Zaddies. That's what they... Sh- you know what? Mastodon's cool and all, but maybe they should rename themselves <laughs> But they need to rename themselves Band of Zaddies because yes to <laughs> yes, every single sir. one of them. Yeah, usually bassist Troy Sanders stayed would stay out of the writing process, but he committed to putting in the effort to make the album a true collaboration. He even... Th- Brought the song, had it all to the table, which is a fucking tits song. Okay. And wrote a bass solo for this song, Tear Drinker. We oh. stopped it right before. I'm sorry, but I'll go Oh, back. no, but go yeah, listen no, to it I'm because gonna. I didn't even realize it was a bass solo. Mm. He was, it was almost like a joke. Like, all the other Bitch, guys were bass like. solos ain't no joke. All the other guys were like, yeah, you go write a bass solo. And he's like, I'm gonna. And, and then every woman's like, mm, basement flooded, please. Yes. Thank you. And then he came back into the studio and was like, here's my bass solo. And they were like, oh, fuck, he did it. He's and like, it's really what? good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And also Troy's mom also contributed her talents to the album. What? Playing French horn <gasps> on Had It All. Oh. It's so sweet. <laughs> and on the same song, Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thale contributed a guitar solo. The fuck? This yeah. is the most endearing album. So fucking Troy wrote a song. Everybody. And it's really great. Oh. And his mom played on it. And also Kim Thale played on it. Guys, like I brought a song for me and my mom. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wait. Wow, this is really good, actually. Shit, shit. What's your mom play? French horn? Yeah, she does. <laughs> she played my French horn. <laughs> Guys, that's my mom. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sorry, that was inappropriate. Yeah, kind of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm Troy. I'm sorry, Troy. We're all sorry. But also make out with me. Make out with me. <laughs> but when it comes to Tear Drinker, I'm not entirely sure what exact events the song is about, but it's obviously about someone going through a lot of emotional pain and mental anguish. 
wondering where they went wrong and the emotional weight of having to pick up the pieces again. So and it's if, everything. if that's not 2020 fucking one. And 2020. In a and God, probably 2022. In a goddamn nutshell, I don't know what is. Yeah, we're fucked. It's fine. We're all fucked. <sighs> So, I mean, yeah, we've been we've I go we've been living it since 2019. Honestly, honestly, but also, uh, I I have to pick, um, Hushed and Grim as my absolute favorite album of 2021. It oh, is, yeah. uh, it is consistently good. And usually, mm. when people put out double albums, that's like a death now. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a double album. I thought it was a single. Like I thought it was oh, a single, single album. album. No, it is a double album and every single track right. is amazing. All right. So good. I'll give it a shot. Absolutely do. Like All if right. you are anywhere near a Mastodon fan, mm. if you like them on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> if you like Even them if you like them on Aqua Teen. I highly suggest you listen to this album. It is a little bit depressing. But if you are like me and you like to commiserate. You, you know what? Sometimes you got that rainy day where you're out working like everything's terrible. Yeah. I'm going to listen to Mastodon. But also like there are some choice songs that aren't too depressing that fucking slap. All right. And you can listen to them any day of the week. All right. It's so good. They did <sighs> so many people, so many bands did such a great job. Because they had the time to devote to mm-hmm. making a really great album yeah. during quarantine. Because what the fuck else were we supposed to do? Yeah. Um, and so many bands came out with like their best fucking work. This is Mastodon's best work. Seriously. And like, I mean, I did you only pick one album for your favorite album? I mean, it's basically the albums that You've been I, talking about I, this I've whole been time. talking about. It's... It's hushed and grim. It's the million mask of God. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's it's that shit. I mean, I would like to to shout out just a couple albums. Like, first of all, Iron Maiden came out with an album this year. It's that is true. So good. Yes. And like, where a lot of their contemporaries are just kind of like relegating themselves to just, which is fine. I'm not maligning this at all. Oh, they're banking they're, on nostalgia. They're banking on nostalgia, which is fine. Like, honestly, there is totally a fucking Iron Maiden was for that. doing that for several years before this. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, no, yeah, they were, they were, um, it was until I think like the past decade that they were kind of banking on that. And then like mm-hmm. for the past few albums, they're like, we're going to kind of just do new shit. Guys. Yeah. But it's still so good. Yes. And Jutsu is what they came out with in this fall. Super good. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they just, they still, they're not going back to like run to the hills, but it's still fucking rock. It's still there. And it still has the depth. And like, I mean, Boost Boost, his vocals are still awesome. Like, oh, I yeah. am still amazed at how good his vocals are. He must take extremely good care of his vocal he cords. He really must. Which sounds stupid, but like, you have to. Oh, that's to. a thing. That's really It a is thing. a thing, and it is especially a thing if you are in any sort of power metal or 80s metal yeah. bands at all. Right. And, um... So definitely, if you're a fan of Iron Maiden, no matter what decade or like whatever, I mean, wagon you want to hitch to, I still think like Senjutsu's like hella worth mm-hmm. checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to shout out because I have been in my disco funk this mm-hmm. whole year, which I'm fine with. It's probably because I started roller skating again this last year. It's the year of the disco, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. So, first of all, 
we've got two artists who came out with disco albums. The DGs, aka the Foo Fighters, <laughs> oh, came out right. with Pale Satin. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, I think this could have been an EP of just their like disco DGs, but they yeah. mixed it up to make it an LP, and the other half is um just the Foo Fighters live, mm-hmm. like some of their selects. Um, fuck off their other album that I cannot remember the name of right now, but it's like No Son of Mine. For what it's worth, um, I will say that was a great way for me to hear newer Foo Fighters stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated it. Like, of course, a lot of reviewers, Pitchfork, um, were like, I don't know, I guess it's fun or something. Pitchfork also just completely... Can gargle our balls? Can gargle... Can gargle... Yeah. Can gargle our balls, but also they Hates were fun. like... This Mastodon album isn't very good. It's just like the same shit. I'm gonna do a pitchfork <laughs> like, review of Pitchfork. How about uh, it's just very um insistent on itself. It's also just predictable that you're gonna hate an album no matter what it is. But also, how about I stick this pitchfork up your fucking ass? Yeah, let's do and it. you gargle my balls. <laughs> But the DG's Hail Satin is really fun. And, like, Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins do great fucking Bee Gees impressions. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Hey, do you like fun? Go have some fun. And then Imagine here's some that. sweet new fucking... Here's some of the sweet newer Foo Fighters songs. Which, you know what? Actually kind of compliment it. So I'm mm-hmm. going to give it to them. I think it's fun. And then Kylie Minogue also put out a disco album just called Disco. Yeah, in all caps, and all it that, is that checks because yeah, so good. I feel like it's she's so good. been she's been standing disco for the last like twenty years, and all of us have just been blissfully ignorant. And now finally, it. disco's a thing, and she's like, guys. And then all of us are like, oh, Kylie Minogue exists. Oh fuck, she's she's been doing it this whole time. She has been, and I feel like a fool, but like yeah. disco. If you just want to go skating in circles, that's a great album. Kylie to Minogue do it is. To great period to thank do that you too. thank you i fucking still love kylie minogue like, i don't listen to her very often at all but like, like her old stuff from like I the late 90s early aughts still great girls fucking hustling and i can she respect is. that and yeah she's been like standing for for disco for decades and i'm i'm 100 here for yeah. that so if you you want some sweet disco those are the albums I, I yeah. highly suggest to anyone. But we would be remiss if we did not talk about our mutual Oh my pick. god. <laughs> well, well, we have two mutual picks. Well, I think yeah. the first one, we should do this one first. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so we'll do our sincere pick. Yes. I mean, you're probably listening this entire time, like, first of all, you're thinking, why wow, you guys are going for a long time? And we're like, we're drunk and we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Eat my butthole. Yeah. Um, Ooh, eat my butthole. That's eat my nice. Butthole. That is nice. But... Of course we're going to talk about Lizzo. Of course. Lizzo. If Lizzo did anything this year, we're going to talk yeah. about it. Our Patreon fans are just like, yeah, we've heard all this We've before. heard all of this. Stop talking about Lizzo. We're not. No, we're not. So, yes. Uh, Lizzo and Cardi B put out the best, The best quarantine song ever. That's that what any, I wanted. This is what I It's needed. everything we wanted and more. And here it is. Rumors by Lizzo featuring a Cardi B. All the rumors are true, yeah. I've been in the bamboo, yeah. Focused on this music. My ex nigga, he blew it. Last year I thought I would lose it. Reading shit on the internet. My smoothie cleanser, my diet. No, I ain't fuck Drake yet. Spending all your time trying to break a woman down. Real shit is going on. Baby, take a look around. If you thought that I was ratchet. 
gas, fake booze, yeah. Made a million ass suits, yeah. Yeah, I be running with fake news, yeah. Cardi and popping all that's the machine. I love that she's perganonate. I was just gonna say is she pregante. She is. Oh, good for her. I know, and she was just showing that belly off like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Fuck you, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Fuck you up. Oh my god. Yeah, I got starch masks. <laughs> to all of our friends who are gonna have babies this year, I'm going to make shirts and say, Fuck you, I'm pregnant. <laughs> All the shirts. <laughs> fuck you, I'm pregnant. Yeah, fuck you, I'm pregnant. Pregante. <laughs> yes. I fucking, this is still a bop. This is a jam. Oh, yeah. I don't know how this did not end up on my Spotify top picks because yeah. I listen to it every day. But that so also much. makes me know that Spotify is bullshit. Exactly why Spotify is bullshit. I'll still use it, though, because I pay for it. Yeah. And it's better than Amazon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah. No, this is just, like, Lizzo's stuck in a fucking house all year. She's sick of fucking people making Wait shit up about her. Wait until the summer when they let me out the house. Oh, my God, bitch. bitch. And and let her out the house they did. And Indeed. I was grateful as a as an Instagram follower. God. Yeah. I she's amazing. I very much shipped the whole Lizzo-Chris Evans thing oh, that could have happened but didn't. I'm still keeping my fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, I'm still holding out hope. This is still my OTP. Yeah, but like, I totally fucking understand what she's saying in this song. Like, she's being very honest about people, how people perceived her, mm-hmm. especially during quarantine. Um, always like in her business, wanting know about wanting to know about her smoothie cleanse and her diet. Oh my god, that was crit- so annoying. Which was like an actual thing that happened and people were criticizing her like for Like her fans were like how could you do this? And it's like she don't know you she, shit. Bitch. She fucking wants to. Let her let her live let her, her, live fucking, her life. fucking life. Like it is none of your fucking business. Just because she is a public figure doesn't mean that you have the right to tell her what she can and cannot do right. or criticize her for what she wants to do. If she wants to do a fucking cleanse, it's dumb, but let her do it. Like, cleanses are bullshit. Cleanses are bullshit. But you know what? But if she I ain't going to tell somebody how to live their life. Exactly. She like, ain't hurting nobody. If she were my close friend, I'd be like, you mean don't want to do that? But she's not. No. She is a public figure. I have absolutely no <laughs> right to say what she should or shouldn't do. Yeah. Just like she doesn't have any right to say what I should or shouldn't do. Right. And she don't. Yeah. And yeah. I'm done with it. So we're tired. So I get it, Lizzo. I, I've, I'm done with it, but too. But I love that she just took it and she made it a whole song about empowerment. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Because, like, you can say whatever you want, but it doesn't affect me because you have nothing to do with me. Seriously. Yeah. She's amazing. And again, I just want to be your friend, Lizzo. So I'm yeah. here whenever you want that to happen. But I do have a question for Lizzo. <laughs> or do you have a question for me? Or do you have a question for all of the listeners Pretty much out everybody. There? And it's basically, have you checked your butthole? When my roommate comes into the room looking for his car keys, I don't say it yet. And when he gets me off the couch to check underneath the couch cushions, I don't say it yet. No. And then when he says out loud, I wonder where my car keys are, I still don't say it. I still don't say it yet. But then he asks me, do you know where my car keys are? I look at him in his face and I say, have you checked your bottle? Get up, get up, get up. I have not seen you. 
serious, I don't think it's up inside your big brown business. But a funny thing to say to someone who's lost their shit and is stressed out visibly. When I say the best... <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> That might be the best song of 2021. That is the absolute best song of 2021. This is the reason why Ashley ended up on TikTok is to see, was it Tom Cardi? Tom Cardi. That is the only reason that I got TikTok yeah. was to be like, I'm going to follow this guy. Yeah, Tom Cardi's fucking hilarious. He makes great songs, but have you checked your but butthole? But have you checked your butthole? This was like the soundtrack to all of my 2021. I saw a meme where somebody was trying to be like... How I feel when somebody asks me if I checked my butthole, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You don't have a sense of humor. You don't understand. You okay, don't like that's to laugh. fine. That's fine. But have you checked your butthole? Because I think your sense of humor is up there. I think it is too. Yeah. So that is that's the best song. That's that the is the song. best song of 2021. Yeah. And you know, it's going to be my response for pretty much everything for the rest of your life. Literally yeah. for the rest of my life. Also, I would marry that man. Oh, 100. I yeah. think he's from Australia. Yeah. So I'm here for it. I, 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 yep. He'd make me laugh all the time, which is key. Indeed. Laughter and is I key. do love that he has a bunch of other songs that are fucking hilarious. And in every single video, he is wearing like the worst <laughs> house lounge yes! outfit that I have <laughs> ever seen. That's like a mix of like a kind of nice plaid button up, but with right? like Adidas pants. Yes. It's so, <laughs> it's perfect. And he also like has very nicely painted nails. He does. I like this man. I like this man. I appreciate him. And Tom. His, and Tom. His, Tom. Hit get us at, up. Get at us. Get at us, Tom. We want to hang out. Get ass, Tom. <laughs> we want to hang out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can come to Australia. Where are you? Are you in, are you in Sydney? I got a friend. I got we a have place friends. we can hang out. But I'm, we were going to talk about like our favorite shows, but we're almost at two hours. So, yeah, like, it's been a minute. We've been talking for a while. And like, it's 2021. There How many shows did we even go to? I mean, Hall of Notes was kind of, it was fine. Hall of Notes was great until. Uh, Paul decided Paul to decided go on a rant say, about Albany being on crack. And it was kind of racist. It was, was like, it was like um, a little, you know. It was, it was questionable. It was questionable. And we we're like, mm, but maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I did get to see Manchester Orchestra for you the first did, time. did, yes. And the first half of the show was fantastic. Second half was kind of a snooze fest, but it was still good. Okay. Um, Had to go to Boston for that. Regrettable. But, mm. you know, mm. still good. Uh, who else? I we went see? to see Anamanaguchi finally. Yeah. Uh, I had to go to Brook or no, I had to go to Manhattan for that. Mm-hmm. Not as regrettable. It was actually per- perfectly found. Fi- fine. Found a very nice Airbnb. Lovely host. It was that's actually good. really good. Um, and I could bring my dog. Also oh, great. Oh, that's nice. Right. Uh, and Anamanaguchi puts on a great show. Nicest mosh pit ever. If very someone nice gets people. knocked over, if your stuff gets knocked over, every stuff's like, hey, hey, you okay? Great. All right. Get your shit. Get your shit. Let's all start hitting each other again. <laughs> Very nice mosh pit. Um, Great for old people like me. Indeed. But together we saw Murder by Death. Oh, we did. We they were did. so it was great. So good. I think that might have been my favorite. Because it was very small, very intimate. Mm. Um, we made friends with Sweet Baby Tai Tai on, on the in- Instagram. I had a moment with him. You did. We had an eye moment. You had an eye moment. We s- looked at each other and we smiled. And I was like, <laughs> oh, he- hey. He's the basis. You have nice shoes. They're glittery. They are. They um, were all very well dressed. Oh, yes, they were. Murder by Death definitely seemed like people I'd want to be friends with. Absolutely. And they have a dog named Robocop. Who is the most adorable dog I have ever seen in my mm-hmm. life? 
Um, so if you could see Murder by Death, would 100% suggest that. Please go do that, especially if it was a small, if it's a small, intimate yes. venue like oh, Colony so in Woodstock was. The fantastic. Colonial. That was Colony. It was the colonial. No, it's colon the colony at Woodstock. That doesn't make sense, but okay. <laughs> it kind of does if you know the history of Woodstock. Your mom knows the history of Woodstock. She does not, and but okay. That's how I know we need to wrap it up. <laughs> but I also do want to mention that I did see Opeth for oh, the first did. time. Yes, with Mastodon opening. Oh that my was, god, I was bummed that I missed that. That, that was, looked so good. It was the second time I've seen Mastodon. The first time I saw them, they opened for Death, Death Clock, Clock, which was great, and like compared to death clock they were just like a snooze fest but this time around holy fuck well and again they've gotten their shit together clearly yeah and that's when i realized they were a band of zaddies mm-hmm. and i am here for that opeth was so good too but i was actually literally falling asleep by the end of it and i love opeth so. Look, we are also old we are old and i was drinking white claws which you that know. will put you to sleep it's yeah. some sugar yeah, it's yeah, just whatever it's is in it is not. It's, it's, sleepy, it's not great. It's a sleepy time for old ladies. Sleepy time alcohol. Sleepy time alcohol. <laughs> and you also didn't have a band of zaddies to keep you awake. Exactly. Mm. All, all of the good like visuals were in the beginning. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the next round of episodes. We got like. Four or five coming at you that are going to be just random fun with our pot friends. Yeah. And that's always good fun to listen to. Yeah. So, I mean, if you enjoy friendship and random bullshit. Yeah. If you enjoy Make It Stop or Pina Comics Comics or Blame Your Brother or Jukebox Zeros or Writer's Bagels Basket. Wido's Bagel Basket. Bagel Basket. (laughs) If you like any of those, please stay tuned because they're coming up. They're coming in hot. Yeah, and if you're going to miss us, then you should continue listening to those guys because Seriously. they're all fantastic. they're our friends. They are our friends. But yeah, so come in next week. We'll have a really funny, uh, a very funny l- episode of Make It Stop. <laughs> very funny, very long episode. Secular yeah. deliciousness. Yep. But until then, party on Ashley. Party on Maggie. And party on your crazy kids out there. Have you checked your butthole? Skin up, beat up, butthole. I do not have your ring, but have you checked your ring? And by ring, I mean butthole. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>